You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. You are listening to the Brand Builders Podcast. I'm DC Lucchese in for Brian Young. I am with Scott Dunstan, the president of the Dunstan Group, and Michael Whiteley, owner and founder of Bear Butt. And before we launch, let me set the stage for you. Making nearly $4 million in sales your first two years in business sounds like a pretty successful venture, does it not? And on the other hand, launching your business in a shack as a broke newlywed with a baby on the way, spending five months in a six-square-foot workspace in Mexico, nearly bankrupting your young company with a million-dollar order you really had difficulty with sounds a little more challenging, does it not? Well, I'll tell you what, Michael Whiteley can certainly tell us about that and a whole lot more about his brand and his story. We are excited. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. Hey, guys, man, that was a, that was a fun introduction. I'm feeling pretty pumped and excited after that one, but it's good to be with you guys. I'm excited for this. Yes, sir. Thank you for that intro, DC. That was that was, that was pretty intense, man. I'm, I'm excited as well. And Michael, uh, first, we have to start with the most obvious question. Um, tell us where the name Bear Butt, spelled B-E-A-R, like Grizzly, comes from. Yep, that is uh, by far the most popular question I get as owner of Bear Butt, uh, is where the name came from. So when I started the company, I wanted a name that was catchy and strong and that caught people's, people's eyes. Um, so I, I was outside fishing one day, probably scared of bears. And I thought of the name Bear, and then the next thing that popped in my head was Butt, and I thought it was funny and it had a funny ring to it, and so uh, that was it. Two seconds later, I had the name Bear Butt, and we just went from there. There you go. That's that's awesome. Uh, I like to fish too. Uh, the, the outdoors is is a passion of mine. Um, your story is pretty incredible. A broke newlywed expecting a baby. Launching a business from a shack in Idaho with $5,000 on your mom's credit card and then making ends meet by moving to a closet-sized space in Mexico. Did you even <laughs> once consider that that might be crazy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I did. And I had my parents and my in-laws and my friends and my family members reminding me on the daily that I'm a, a very dumb man for doing that. Yeah, and that you owed them $5,000 or more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and we just we, that's just the first part of the story. I mean, we've continued to do dumb things um, over the last two years of Bearbutt to uh, try to achieve our dreams and our vision for this company. Fill us in on a few of those because I, I think we all, as entrepreneurs, face uh, challenges such as that, and we'd love to hear your stories around that piece. Yeah, I can tell you a fun one. So after the Mexico thing, after we we moved here to Utah. Um, to continue to grow our business and to get people to work for us. Um, and we, we, we started in a little office, a 200 square foot office. And we thought we made it, man. We were freaking big boys on campus. We had five people in there, freaking 200 square foot office. We were balling. We were so cool. And eventually after like three months, we had like 15 people in there and we totally outgrew it and it was miserable. And so we, uh, we wanted to buy a warehouse and we talked to a gentleman and, uh, pretty much all of our financial advisors and all these smart people said, if you buy the warehouse, you guys will go bankrupt. You shouldn't do it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but we felt like it was a good thing for our company to do and a good growth. Um, and so the warehouse was $1.1 million. We had very little money at the time. And so we hustled our way through a seller financing deal and put $10,000 down, and we got a warehouse. So we, we literally got a $1.1 million warehouse for putting $10,000 down. 
Um, and that was a, a really big moment for us here at Bear Butt. And now we currently are in this warehouse hustling and grinding every day. Heck yeah, man. That That is awesome. That's quite the real estate investment, but we, that's another story altogether. <laughs> but but yeah. one, one of the things that we really loved about, uh, or, or still love, uh, about your brand, Michael, is on your website is a picture of you, and there's a text behind you on the wall. Tell tell us what it says. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell what you, and then you can, it says... It says, we're coming for you, North Face. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Tell us about that. I, I, we just think that's great. Yeah, so uh, we started as a hammock company, um, and so we like to call out just the big boys on campus. So when we're a hammock company, we called out Eagle Nest Outfitters, mm-hmm. and it's just a marketing strategy of saying, hey, there's big boys out here, but we're the little guys and we're coming. Um, and then now we've jumped to a bigger market, the outdoor market, so we can grow and um, expand our company much larger than just hammocks. And so we just went after one of the biggest companies that we could just threw their name out there. So let everyone know that that's, that's, we want to become the biggest and the best um, outdoor company in the world. And so currently North Face is a big boy. And so we just want to let everyone know we're coming for him. Yes, sir. And, and speaking of that, your signature product is the hammy, an outdoor hammock, apparently best known for its incredible strength and reasonable price. Can you tell us the, how the hammy came to be? Yeah, so it's a pretty simple concept. Uh, a lot of other people were selling hammocks, and so we just wanted to sell hammocks as well. So we made ours just slightly better in the quality aspect of it. Um, and then we cut the price right in half because we knew that the big boys were selling in retail shops. And so they had much higher costs um, to sell those products to retail stores. So we came in with a much lower cost and a better quality product. And uh, hammocks just started flying off the shelves. And now we have our three new products, which is the backpack, jacket, and sleeping bag which will be coming live here pretty soon on our website um, that we're really excited about to start jumping into those types of markets. And, and one of the things that we love is the fact that your products are made in the USA and you don't just whisper that, you shout that out loud. How important is that to your brand? Yes, so it, it was part of our marketing strategy. One of the things that we, we went to, we went to China and saw the whole experience and uh, saw the manufacturing process and we wanted to change that game um, because it was just it wasn't a very good process we thought with the whole working uh, environment and also just the process of that we can control our quality our quality much better in-house and we liked that and so that's why we brought it here in-house to the United States um, and then we also went and visited manufacturers in the United States and saw that their working environment was terrible and that there wasn't very much, there wasn't a, like a lot of people doing it and it was just overpriced. And so we know that there's a huge, huge market for us to tap into with the USA manufacturing. And so it's going to be a big part of our business as we continue to grow. So you're, you're now manufacturing in house, uh, for, for your products. Is that right? Yeah, we are. I don't, you guys probably can't hear this, but in the background, there's uh, sewing machines, sewing away, making our products right now as we speak. That's fantastic. Now you, you mentioned, uh, sort of cutting out a step in the distribution channels. Are your is your model uh, consumer direct, foregoing retail channels and things of that nature? Currently, it is. Yeah, so uh, we don't have the biggest margins in the world to jump into retail at the moment, um, and we also believe that retail will die over time. And so our main focus is to sell online. Uh, it, it's the biggest thing that we do at the moment. Very cool. That is really cool. Now, and like, there are things that go on and on and on that we love about your brand. Uh, 
and one of those is your no return policy, just send it back. And there's a story in here I know somewhere where you sent a mom a trophy. Yeah, yeah. So when we first started, one of our things is that we like to be different than everyone else. And so we uh, we have a way to the money back promise. Or it's been changed now, but we had the idea of like, hey, anytime you want to return our product, just go ahead and return it. And what we found is that people don't return our products because they like them. Um, so it was a cool thing. It helped people buy it because they knew if they didn't like it, they could return it anytime. But hardly anyone ever returns it. And then, then one of the big things that we like to do is be very customer service focused and treat people like people, like human beings. It's a cool, cool tactic. Highly recommend it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so we just started talking to people and like as a customer, uh, when I was working customer service, we would talk to people and I would talk to moms and they would tell me their stories. And so I just started sending people stuff like little gifts. Um, and so one lady, I was just saying, man, you're a fabulous mom. And she was just going through a hard time. So I sent her a bunch of trophies, just telling her how great of a mom she is <laughs> It's kind of been a fun like uh, story ever since, and we, we try to continue to do things like that every single day. That's, That's amazing. Hilarious. <laughs> no, I love that. I know. It's like, a great story. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. Talking about story. doing something different, adding value. Um, do, you see, do you see yourself uh, continuing? Obviously, you've made an investment in equipment and all of that to produce in the U.S., um, it, it, but you also mentioned that margins are fairly thin because of that process. Do you foresee yourself uh, outsourcing as you continue to grow as, as well or sort of do both or, uh, you know, I'm just yeah, curious. So, yeah, yeah. So the process of manufacturing has been extremely difficult as we knew going into it, but it's extremely difficult. The learning curve is what we didn't really understand of how long that would take. And so that cuts into our costs a lot. Um, so, yeah, at the current moment, we are going to source some products in China and some products here in the United States, um, and then slowly but surely work that whole system into the United States is, is our current game plan. Very cool. Who is your customer? Wait, sorry, say that again? Uh, I'm just curious, like, who who is your customer? Who is your target market? I assume the outdoorsmen, yeah. but I'd love to hear kind of how you yeah, view so that. We, we target the 18 to 30 35-year-olds, and our idea is ultimately that we – Outdoorsmen, we want to target, but we want to go with the new age outdoor people. And it's 18 to 35 year old kids, college kids, and people that just recently graduated. Um, we believe that there's a new era of outdoorsmen that are coming out, um, kind of labeled as adventurers. And one of our themes is to take the granola out of the outdoors. Um, they, <laughs> That's great. <yeah. laughs> Nothing against that. That ain't wrong or anything, but we just feel like it's, it's, uh, it's something that we're going to push hard is because the new age kids view the outdoors a little bit different than how it's been viewed in the past. And that's what we're tapping into in that market we're going after. That is great. Now we're, we're so folks who are just tuning in, we are talking to Michael Whiteley. He's the owner and founder of bear, Butt. you got to look this guy up and you got to follow his story and it is not hard to do. Now you are literally, you are telling the story as you are building this brand. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, one of the things we want to be very, very transparent. One of our values here is to be real. And so we just like to show it. We show everyone what we're doing. We can tell everyone our numbers. And so we have a, we have a vlog on YouTube. Uh, you can search Bear Butt to find it. And it shows the daily grind of what we're doing. And we also do daily podcasts. You can search Bear Butt on iTunes and find that. And we just tell everyone what we're doing and the struggles we're going through and successes we're having. And uh, we just believe that being a transparent company like literally nothing will happen from it except that people will gain trust and loyalty from it. And so that's just a, a thing that we're trying to do and that we're currently doing. 
And do you have any, uh, I guess, up and coming brands or uh, young entrepreneurs or anything like that? Do you have anybody reaching out to you saying, Michael, I'm listening, I'm following, and hopefully I'm learning? Is there any sort of advice that you're dispensing or that you're being asked for as folks are trying to do maybe something parallel to what you're up to? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do. It's hard for me to give advice because I, I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm good at being an entrepreneur in my mindset. I understand mm-hmm. like the mindset of being an entrepreneur and, um, but my experience has only been two years, so I don't have experience with type of advice. And so a lot of times I tell people like, Hey bro, like, I don't know how to do that crap yet. I'm doing, I'm trying to do it right now myself. <laughs> but what I do know, what I do know is how to do it, like how to just go and start mm-hmm. doing. So that's mostly my advice is I say, stop asking questions and start doing my man. Um, but yeah, people hit me up and it's fun. It's good to talk to them. And I learn a lot from those guys as well. So, so even with nearly 4 million in sales, Bearbutt has launched a Kickstarter to add jackets to the lineup and, and launched an open challenge, big name companies. Like what, what's next after that? Yeah. So we're going to really push hard on our three new products, which is the jacket, the backpack and the sleeping bag. We're going to continue to push those because we, we did the Kickstarter, like you said, and not even live on our website. So we're going to push hard on that. Um, and then we're going to continue to grow our product line uh, in apparel. We want to mm-hmm. do some really nice pants, um, some jogger type pants, uh, really nice T-shirts. Um, we hope to come out with the ultimate adventure backpack here soon, uh, sometime next year. And so we have a long list of products that we are in works in and that, that our product development team is working on. And we'll kind of like feel out which one we like best. So, so your headquarters is in Utah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We're over here in Provo, Utah. Very cool. Got it. Now, when, when somebody comes to you for the very first time, what sort of, what sort of uh, experience are you hoping they come away with in order to make them, you know, you know, brand fans of yours what are you hoping to come away with when they engage with Bearbutt? yeah so I, I want them to be like fans of Bearbutt, like they are fans of like the los angeles lakers or a basketball team i <laughs> wow, want them to be right. like that that's i'm a big lakers fan but i want them to know like the ins and outs of us and when they experience our products they really add value and joy to their life and then they get to watch us and they get inspired by what we're doing because they can see the ins and outs of it and so they could be like, okay, I don't necessarily want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to go and do this type of adventure. And Bearbutt is inspiring me to go out, out of my comfort zone and go and do that. And then I think it's really cool that they get to know me, they get to know the other team members, and they get to know all the ins and outs of our company or our team, whatever you want to call it. So I hope they get to enjoy our products and be inspired by it and also get to learn about us. And you talk about inspiration. What was yours to decide to launch into this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I learned not too long ago, like what, what I want to do with my life and kind of my purpose. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the big thing is like, hey, I, I want to live that life. I only get to live once. You know, this is the one shot. And so I just want to live my life the way that I feel like I'm supposed to. And so then I just started making action steps towards achieving that. And as I've like made those action steps, that, that vision of what I'm supposed to do is getting more and more clear. So it gives me more and more confidence to keep moving forward. Um, but initially I dropped out of college because college just wasn't teaching me what I needed to know. And so then I went on a book reading spree. And so I read about people that I aspired to be and the things that they were achieving and they were accomplishing. And so I learned a lot from those types of guys that already had done what I tr- was trying to do. Well, then that begs the question. 
who or whom were you reading? And you said, that's a lesson. That's a lesson. That's a lesson. Let me apply these. Yeah. So I, I don't have, I have like, you know, rich dad, poor dad was, I think it's a big one for like every entrepreneur in the sure, world. That oh, was yeah, a big yeah. one that, like, that really like motivated me and helped me understand how to, how to view money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big guy. I read a lot. I read a lot of books. And so I don't necessarily have like things that I learned from each one mm-hmm. um, that like I remember, but I apply the things that I do learn in the book. So if I learn something in a book, I just apply that instantly into my life and I see the effects of it. So basically it's just been an accumulation of doing what I read in the books. I love it. Okay. So then top thing you've pulled away from whatever piece of media best thing you've pulled away from that and said, man, this really worked. And then I'll counter that with thing you picked up and said, this is going to be awesome. And you applied it and you were like, Oh my gosh, that was a train wreck. (laughs) I think, uh, I I, I think I can, I can answer that with one thing. Uh, actually I'll do two. The first one is hard work. I I realized every single person that I read about who was successful Mm -hmm. in living their life that they wanted to live, like the, the, the one ingredient that is always, always, always there in the, in the recipe is hard work. Roger and so that. that is something that I, something that you can control, which is really nice because you know, you can control how much you work. Um, but it's just a recipe that you need in the whole entire thing. So working hard is one of them. And then, uh, something that I also uh, learned from books is like just going for it and doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that has gotten me in a lot of trouble sometimes <laughs> when I just go for it. Um, oftentimes I don't worry about the financials. I just try to make it work mm-hmm. and it's definitely got me in trouble over, over the past. But that's an education in itself, right? And, and from experience as an entrepreneur, I have found that every education is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You pay for it somehow, right? <laughs> That's yeah, true. Oh, like, how, how old are you? I wouldn't. Michael? I honestly, I, I like the idea of keep doing, like just going for it. But like, that's the thing. You got to be willing to take those big financial hits and go through the painfulness of dealing with the mistake. But like, that's just part of the journey. You know, it's all part of the process. Totally. Do you mind asking? Uh, you mind if I ask how old you are? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm 28 years old. Awesome, man. That is cool. I am very <laughs> impressed. I love your entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been well, fun. That, and again, that's spectacular. And as you said, your business model is direct to consumer, put it online. If the North Face came up to you tomorrow and said, Michael, you're killing us, bro. We're buying you out. Would you sell? No, not even. I would, I would never sell. No, I wouldn't do it. Well, I wouldn't do it because I haven't achieved and accomplished what I'm supposed to achieve in this company yet. So it just, yep, I wouldn't even be tempted by it, honestly. I'm digging. I, I'm, not, I'm not playing the game for money. I'm playing it for the experience and to achieve my goals. I love it, dude. I love it. Now, regardless of money, where can someone find what you guys are offering and how do we get hold of it? Yep. Easy peasy. Just go to barebutt.com, B-E-A-R-B-U-T-T.com, and you can go ahead and click add to cart and buy that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Well, Michael, man, really, really enjoyed learning more. We're uh, following you on Instagram, so we'll continue to keep up with your story. Wish you nothing but great success and really appreciate you spending a few minutes uh, of your time or investing your time with us today. Uh, and we'll, we'll look forward to staying in touch. Hey, likewise, guys. I appreciate the call, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be on this uh, the show with you guys. Appreciate it. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Best of All luck. Right, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. See ya. 
You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.